The Money Podcast with your hosts, Justin Harrison and David Bester. Money, 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 money. Let's talk about money. Today, we are joined by a pioneer of sorts in the insurance industry, a man who has persevered against all odds to become the king of insurance. Gideon Galloway of King Price Insurance, welcome to the Money Podcast. Thank you very much. So, Gideon, I want to ask you a very personal question. A lot of people know King Price. There's very little online about you and your personal journey, other than how hard you've persevered to get this company started. When you look back on your career, and you've had an interesting career, uh, you've crossed paths with some interesting people. How would you sum up your career to somebody who doesn't know you, first of all, and what has been your single biggest lesson to date? Wow. Um, we'd say there's a couple of le- lessons, but um, to sum it up is I wouldn't have wanted to change anything. I, I think enjoying it is part of the fun, even if it doesn't work out, to have that freedom. So that's why I probably chose this path in the first place. And then lessons, yeah, lots, which probably will come in this interview later on, but I think the biggest, biggest one would be to work your ass off and persevere. It doesn't matter how many no's you get, just carry on. Um, how many no's uh, before we got to King Price? That was in the beginning years when I pitched. That was 43 pitches over four years. But I mean, it's way over, it's the hundreds now. I mean, it's hundreds. <laughs> hundreds. Yeah. Okay, that takes real perseverance. Huh? So, so we have a big saying in our business, persistence sterilizes resistance, right? How's that? You've got, you've got to keep going. You've got exactly. to keep going. And, you know, you speak about fun. And I noticed looking around the office here, it's uh, probably one of the first insurance companies we've been into that's got a vibe like this. There's Lego all over the walls. There's some... Art Deco, it's, like, it's a real interesting vibe. Does that come from you personally or is that from somewhere else? Is that Gideon's personality? Yeah, that's, uh, that, I'll, I'll tell you later where it started, but I, I watched that video, Fish, Pike Place Fish Market in Seattle, right. uh, where they fry the fish and all of that. Watched that movie about, what, 20 years ago and uh, started the call centers back at the previous insurer uh, that I worked for. The previous insurer. <laughs> <laughs> and just did the opposite. So, I mean, if yeah. you have white noise, I put in glass that the sound bounces, played music, changed the dress code, knocked mm-hmm. the drywalls down, just drive a party, and it worked. I, I, um, I think if people enjoy what they do, they're just more passionate. And you can do with one person that's passionate, can do the work of five others and uh, through all my other companies ad agencies and all of that it just worked everywhere and mm. uh, yeah king prices is, is a little bit of that and it, it's not just the dear core lego and all of those kind of things it's, uh, we really have fun so mm. I mean, we've got bus tours here coming through i think today there was three tours uh, throughout the offices and um, there's courses for businesses schools varsity kids so throughout the day, there's people walking around through the office. And Beautiful. I mean, other people might think that's distracting. Mm. Uh, for, for us, well, how I, I see it is it creates energy and, um, and motivation and drive. And um, so it's working for us, I think. I love it. I love yeah, it. you certainly got it right. I mean, as, as we walked in here, you can immediately feel the vibe is different. You know, it's not that stiff kind of vibe. It's a lot of fun. People are energetic. You can feel it. It's a little bit different. But I want to go back to money and wealth. Was it something that you had always focused on? And what was your earliest memory of wanting to create money or wealth? I know you mentioned that you want to enjoy the process, but I mean, some part of it was probably also because of money. I mean, you, you want to create money or you want to create wealth, you know, but what was your earliest memory of wanting to create that? And was it something you focused on? 
Sure. Um, well, I changed my course in varsity five times to just stay in varsity. <laughs> um, never got my degree. Was that because <laughs> of social life? <laughs> yeah, so I never thought of being rich, really. I just wanted to not disappoint my dad, probably, and get a degree and earn my own living. And at 23, while being a waiter, I definitely didn't think I would one day be wealthy to be honest and um, went on a church camp and, and gave my heart to the Lord and that immediately in an overnight probably for the first time saw myself through God's eyes I, I think that's the easiest way to explain it and mm. I just wanted to be a businessman for God that's literally the first time ever that I felt I found my purpose and I was just hungry to go and work everything changed overnight in me at least so you so, wanted to have a sense of purpose so. yeah so i just get my cv out there and i just started working my ass off to be honest i mean i slept two hours a night kind of thing i won't be able to do that anymore but uh, in those years it was just for a 10-year period i just put my head down and and worked and the guys in the hostel that lived with me, I, I said, there's leaders and then there's servants. I'm going to be a great servant. And it wasn't because I read a book or it's in the Bible mm. or anything. It was, mm. I just saw, yes, these guys are leaders and I knew, but mm. I'll, I'll serve. And it is weird how things changed in time. But I still think leaders must be absolutely servants. It's, um, but that would be my first thought of, of wealth and You're all of that. It, yeah, yes. When I then started... There's, I immediately, after that weekend, in my head, wanted to be a billionaire. That was not for monetary terms, uh, to give it away, really, honest. The uh, change uh, you can make with the money, yeah, of course. Just, yeah, didn't plan it out. I had no script of how we, I'm going to achieve that. I just started listening to audiobooks. I started listening in my car uh, while driving to Joburg. Um, audiobooks at twice the speed, just to get more in. Um, <laughs> Uh, some sermons as well but lots of books uh, probably five books a week just wanted to absorb as much info that I could and I think in that journey you you get to know things that you don't necessarily write down so I can't tell you the top five tips of life now no, but, no, but, of but there's some things that stay with you subconsciously that start getting you there uh, on that journey it's, it's like when your wife cooks for you I mean you know you eat good food but I can't tell you what I ate last week Wednesday you know, I just know I get good food unless your wife asks you you better answer correctly eh? <laughs> but I mean maybe some of that comes through today but there's no how to get wealthy 101 here it was yes, just, yes. Um, it was just a passion and and started just pursuing that really passionately but Davi I cried from a winner place you have yet to come there Every single business yeah. leader we've spoken to over this season of the podcast has answered this question in almost the identical manner. None of them have set out to attain wealth. Wealth is a byproduct of looking to serve their community, looking to make a difference, looking to really uplift society around them. And I think this is something that a lot of people miss in wealth creation. It's to be of value first. And that really is the first thing of attaining wealth you know we talk about being rich we talk about being wealthy rich is the shiny stuff you can see it's mm. the car it's the house it's the watch but wealth is more than that it's it's what you get it's the experiences it's the people you enrich it's the jobs you provide and i think often entrepreneurs especially get a very bad rep because people think we're all about the money mm. and actually there's often a much deeper motivation there sometimes it's about legacy sometimes it's about family name but most often most of the people we've spoken to 
um, give almost the exact same answer you've given. So, uh, even the English Englishman knows what Hoonerflees is. <laughs> well, I can't talk for the other guys, but, but I mean, the, now if you draw a line, the margin of success versus failure on mm. that line is so similar that later gets exponential. But I mean, mm. the, the, so I can't measure it in monetary terms. So, uh, mm. Character is probably a better measurement or something like that. So I truly don't measure it in, you know, cars, houses and other yep. stuff. Yep. <laughs> so Kirill, what has been your biggest mistake when it comes to financial decisions you have taken because obviously you've got a lot of success with with king price you know you touched on how you got turned down a lot of times as well but what has been your biggest mistake when it comes to money and what is the lesson you actually learned from it the biggest one was probably um, choosing your partner correctly that cost me a couple of businesses (laughs) (laughs) and and, and rads (laughs) we can all all attest to that (laughs) And by default, I trust. And I'm still, after all the failures, I mm. choose not to that it influence me. I'll, I'll still always, by default, give trust. But you do learn a th- couple of things mm. on your way. Mm. Mm. Just mm. Uh, looking somebody's background check would be uh, would have been <laughs> easy. <laughs> could have avoided a lot of pain. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that was probably the biggest lesson. And, and even if you do, is, is to plan... Well, uh, I, I mean, I've, I've done... Lots of handshake deals. Probably the best deals I've ever made was was an handshake, but it doesn't always work out. And when you, for example, King Price now is is a financial institution. I mean, contractually you have to wrap those things up tightly. I mean, there's a lot of lawyers and all of those things, international companies, all of that. So there you must almost think what will happen if it's not going to turn out well. Mm. And I think a lot of, if I knew what I knew today, could have done a, I, I thought at the worst lawyer when I negotiated when we <laughs> <I> started <laughs> but uh, so I think there's lots of things that you um, pick up in experience that just get the contract right in the beginning it takes the tension out of it if it doesn't go always well so it's so mm-hmm. a handshake deals mm-hmm. that are referring to most of the times went well there's one or two that didn't go that well but we're still friends today and all of that but the others that don't turn out that way so I would say definitely Get your legals in order and pull the plug fast. Don't let something carry on. Uh, if it doesn't work, pull it. I think there's uh, there's a couple of companies that I should have shut down a year or two earlier. That, mm. that just wasted time and money. Yeah, we often joke and we say that uh, on the legal side, things should be tighter than a guinea fowl's hamstring. You know, especially when you operate in the financial space, you learn your lessons the hard way, and often the hard way is mon- monetarily, right? Yeah. I want to come back to you personally, uh, and I want you to separate from King Price for a while. And I know for entrepreneurs, this is really hard because it's like <laughs> it's like birthing a baby, right? It becomes part of your personality. It becomes who you are. It becomes part of your persona. So let's let's kill King Price for just a second. Cool. What is your single best decision you've ever made financially, and what is the lesson you've taken from it? Sure. Um, well, starting King Price. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> no, I, I think, well, it's, uh, it's leaving my corporate career. So let's say if it weren't King Price, if it was my ad agency, for example, mm-hmm. I would have enjoyed it as much. So, so I think I was just in a rat race and it killed my personality or spirit or 
But that's different for everybody. It's just for me personally, I, I like freedom. So it's, it's not about if King Price were, turned out a success or not. Mm. I think that was the best decision I took time-wise. Because for the first time I could see my kids. Because I used to leave at four, come back at 10 at night. Mm. Um, so I needed that in, the, in that period of, of my life. Mm -hmm. And in that, I got creative again. So if you're not stuck with the day-to-day -day stuff, yeah, I think your, your brain turns on. You're not in automation mode. You actually do think of things that will move the needle. So that would be probably the one thing that moved the needle in a big way. But before that, when I left, the first time I resigned my job at the same company, by the way, I went back twice, <laughs> um, is um, I left it to start a search engine business, funnel.co.za. So that was also the same thing. Wanted to be do my own thing. We sold it to Anansi for break even, so it didn't make money. But it was the first glimpse I got of how it would be to run your own company. Mm -hmm. And out of that came SA Best, uh, an ad agency that, because we could rank anything number one at Google. I mean, this was mm -hmm. 2003. Yeah, that's actually easy. Yeah. Everything was easy so, back then. I mean, because you had a search engine, now the search engine crawlers work. So yeah. SA Best was, was a, I mean, it's a big company. Not a lot of staff, but it was for a young person, it was big. Um, mm. It's where I, I got the seed capital to eventually start King Price and all mm. of that. And that again was to leave what I was doing day to day. Mm. And I'm not shooting that down. I mean, I, I, uh, one thing I said, if I ever want to start an insurer, I have to go and work at an insurance company. Mm, 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 By the way, that wasn't my thinking. I just wanted a job. So I <laughs> <laughs> have a salary. Uh, but I mean, if you, your dreams must also be realistic. Don't start a bank if you never even worked in a bank. Or at least let your partner that you started with know something about banking. Yep. Um, uh, those two things um, of, of, I think, leaving my corporate career and starting something fresh was the best decision best, yeah. and would you consider yourself more analytical creative yes that's a difficult one um, people think i'm crazy and fun and all of that art but i'm very numbered analytical structured in a crazy way i just don't like rules so um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I guess both, if you really get to know me. I might look random, but I'm actually very disciplined um, okay. in, in certain things. So planning and all of that is, is important. Then mm. you can have fun mm. in between. Yeah. If, you, if you don't, if you're just random mm. and you have no plan, I guess, then, then I don't think that can... The really line work. between insanity <laughs> and genius is very thin, right? Yeah, they say so. <laughs> <laughs> So look, I want to ask you in the insurance business, you guys obviously have a lot of regulations. Um, there's a lot of compliance you guys have to go through. So I assume that it's not always easy. There must be tough times as well. Mm. So during those tough times, what, what motivates you to come here every day, aside now from the awesome vibe, the cool Lego you've got here, <laughs> especially when it's tough? Well, people, first of all, is probably the thing that builds a business. And, and, and it's different for different people. There's different styles. I mean, you can have a Hitler type of style and can be successful. For me personally, I like to work with friends and family. Doesn't mean I employ friends and family, but it means I get really close to people. Um, mm. So trust for me is the number one thing. I can't wear masks or anything. I, I mean, I say it as this. Uh, and the moment that's gone, then the relationship so I, I really, I mean, it's like going to war with people close to you. And that's been in all my businesses the same. That, so that's just my style. Somebody else's CEO, it would probably be 
be different. So people is, is a big factor for me, and that's what I enjoy. I mean, most of these people I know personally, my friends see them, but my wife don't think I've got a job. She thinks I hang out in coffee shops and have fun with <laughs> I, my buddies. I see every you were day. running around here <laughs> and speaking yeah. to everyone, and then you run to the other side of the call center. No, I actually wanted to go drink a beer, and now I have to do this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I asked Cecilia this morning, can't I move it, man? Can't I? <laughs> you should have brought the beer to the podcast. Yeah, yeah we should have. But the invitation is open tonight if you still want to. But, <laughs> but to me, um, the other thing is to, to see it through. Eh? So, yeah. um, the insurance company is a long long game mm. so so far the other companies that I started it's two three years you can see it's successful or not insurance company takes seven years I mean we're not ten years and um, the, the ambitions is just you know we want to uh, be a global company not a South African company that's from day one that the mission so it's probably gonna take another 15 years and I signed up for that so so I can't be tired in the middle of it or anything um, good times bad times you stick to it and that's that we will see through. So it's part of my journey is also to make sure that there's succession, that, that yes. that's what we're going to do. And I can't see for a... So, so my lifestyle might change. Um, you know, I don't have to be here 24 hours. And now when we launched, I was yes. literally uh, was sleeping mm. in the office. So, <laughs> so my wife wasn't so happy about my idea of starting a King Price in the beginning. Mm. Um, but uh, there's lots still to do. And... Um, and the regulation, all those kind of things, that's part of the, the rules of, of starting an insurance company. Yes, yes. But uh, you can make that also fun. I mean, our employment contracts, all of that, uh, we just stripped out all the unnecessary red tape. I mean, mm. I think our employment contract is four pages. Um, okay. That's from a normal 50-page document. Mm. Our bonus scheme is one page. Um, mm. So, And it's, we have funny things like unlimited leave long before lockdown was uh, was there. So, so we try and make it fun uh, yeah, even our board meetings i mean i sometimes go to with shorts um mm. uh, summers so even at that level we debate business really the things that make the business change not stupid red tape stuff um, so it's not a corporate board where you know, non-execs versus execs and that kind of uh, yes. thing. It's the real strategy. How do we build this? And, um, mm. and we purposely decided to say, let's not get bureaucratic. And the bigger mm. you become, the more difficult that is. Yes, um, yes, of course. I try to tend to every year or two, at least structure my team that, and in meetings that we minimize mit- meetings and that the structure can function on execution. So we don't have strat sessions that we go away to lodges and all of that because all the things that you think are off there you, I mean, the 10 points you want to do always fails on execution I yep. think most companies know the five things that they need to get right in the next three mm. to six mm. months mm. a year mm. just get, get them done as, as quick as possible so so and that's what that's what we do you know I phone the other guy and say is that in yet and, and spec in yet and, and so you run around here and try and make it work because that's a long answer for the question <laughs> so you can see i still no but it's cool we're getting a lot of background information got, yeah people don't know this about well, you some, guys something so. you said that resonates very deeply with us and you'll see there's a dollar symbol on our shirt mm. and so when we started this this idea and we call it global money academy the idea was we want to teach south africans to think beyond our borders 
there's this idea of competing for rands on the soil and we want people to think globally we need to become a producer of stuff we need to bring dollars pounds yen we need to bring currency into this country we need to stop fighting each other over the little few rands that are here and we need to stand shoulder to shoulder as industry as individuals and we need to start inspiring a nation to think beyond our borders so i'm really glad to hear that you guys have got global mm. aspirations and uh i think as a nation we should all stand behind our brands that have those aspirations i agree and and part of that is so we've got a company porcupine union that's just actuaries it guys marketing people that can all service Europe from South Africa. So wow. when that's bringing in wow. the, the euros, yeah, 200 of them in that company. Wow. That's, uh, they already do Namibia, our, our life businesses. And I mean, for that type of skill, to get that in, in euros in other countries is just too expensive. So yep. yes, yes. there is a commercial reason for that. It's, yep. And it's great for our country. Also diversifies you. So I want to ask you a personal mm. question here. Let's assume our politicians do something really stupid, run the country into the ground. Aside from the stupid things they've done already, or a, a freak, I can't anymore. <laughs> or a, a freak of nature comes along with cooler Lego than you guys, and comes comes up with a cooler insurance company. Let's assume everything goes away. King Price, everything goes away. What will you do to start off again and to get going again? Yes, I will definitely drink a couple of whiskeys <laughs> for a week long <laughs> and, and then stop feeling sorry for myself, get up and get going again. Um, I think self-pity and uh, I've got some great friends with great stories um, that also explain it exactly like it now. So it's like, yes, it's all right with yourself, but you're to cry, but if you're up, and the sun is I hope yourself jammer to cry. And, thank and, you and go thank on. Thank you so Thank you so much. <laughs> this, this is ridiculous. This, this is ridiculous. This resonates with me so much. Mm -hmm. You know, the first time I lost everything, mm -hmm. I sat that night, I sat in front of my computer, I drank a bottle of wine, I went out, got pissed, and next morning woke up and said, okay, it's done. Now get yourself up and go do something about it. One, day, one, day, we'll, <laughs> one day we'll tell that story because it's an interesting story. <laughs> but the answer you gave is the exact answer every single captain of industry is given the sun <laughs> rises tomorrow isn't that uncanny true yeah. all from diverse backgrounds wow. diverse ages different experiences but they all say the same thing the sun's going to come up tomorrow and there's a lesson in that there's wisdom that i think entrepreneurs have we know we've got to pick it up we've got to keep going we've got to keep marching i think that's incredible I think it's a good interview that you get this out of the entrepreneurs because I haven't read it in the book. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's what we're trying to do. Guys, <laughs> we, need to, we need to get a different perspective from real South exactly. African entrepreneurs have been in the trenches, you know. So, Kiran, I want to ask you now, we're talking about the younger generation a little bit. And listen, they get a hard rap. I mean, the millennials, the Gen Zers. And by the way, there's a millennial somewhere in this room. Uh, so we're not going to go too hard on them. But The one with um, the hair. The only one with the hair in this room, right? What would your piece of, number one piece of financial advice be to a youngster on their journey? Sure. Um, hard work is really a big, big factor. And I would say that to any young person. I would also say that, it sounds a bit fluffy, but yeah, just... When I almost say don't uh, give up on your dreams, but I think the big thing is know who you are. So start believing in yourself. 
and that, that's a confidence thing right? and, mm-hmm. and you don't get that when you're out of matric so, I mean I at 23 mm-hmm. didn't even know what I want to do in life and that subtly takes away confidence um, mm-hmm. it's only when you really know what you want to do that you get that confidence and back yourself the world is as, as you are so, so if you believe in yourself at least mm-hmm. then the guys sitting opposite of you will will probably do the same this if, mm-hmm. if, if you doubt and just hovering around here and don't mm-hmm. even know don't expect the world to know either so so like what can i get a grot necessarily going to create wealth but it's going to definitely create character and then do also when you're young you have the opportunity to take massive risks mm-hmm. and change a lot mm-hmm. uh, so so if you change career before you're 35 times then then do it or find at least something that's that you're passionate about um that's my chance while you have a chance <laughs> yeah and because i mean that, that you're gonna get married you're gonna get kids and and mm. still then if you're young you can still do it i mean it's, it's more difficult than you older and, and and you have a lot of energy when you're younger mm. you, you can still go throughout the night last tip here is don't chase bling like, uh, like material uh, wealth material wealth like cars and homes thank you and amen I, I think i bought my first home when i was 30 Seven. i just rented because everything went back into my business and i said to my wife mm. i don't need a house now um i don't know if the business is going to be there tomorrow or not so, so yep. let's stay in a small house let's yep. drive a small car yep. and i mean the for my king price pitch so i had businesses then i built built king mm-hmm. price but i I had an old Z3, which is a hairdresser car. Yeah, I was just going to say, I always say, I still, my, my father-in-law still have it in his garage. So, um, but uh, uh, the windows couldn't close. Uh, when I went for the pitch at Munich Green, yeah. there was a great wolfbreak that came So half my suit was wet when I uh, stepped up there for the pitch. And, um, and oh, it was as I just refused to buy a new car till I and that took four years until I got the investors with me to, to now finally launch and we have a license. So I hold off those big things that just I mean that's just gonna suck all your money out. Uh, don't live beyond your means. Listen, Kedion, I want to say thank you very much for making the time. Thank you for being generous with your time for the podcast. I really hope we can come back and chat to you again. You're a character. I hope that South Africa gets to see the other side of you a bit more here. Uh, you've built an incredible brand. I think more than the brand is the person behind the brand. I think a lot of people, the story is going to resonate with them, who you are as a person. I think you're an inspiration to many South Africans, especially young entrepreneurs coming through. And uh, I want to thank you for your time. And I want to thank you for being part of the Money Podcast. Oh, thank you again. And thank you to you guys. I think it's a wonderful show. So thanks a lot. You've been listening to The Money Podcast. To get access to our future episodes, please subscribe to our podcast via your podcast app. And be sure to check out our YouTube channel, Global Money Academy.